Hey there, everybody. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to go ahead and offer the usual disclaimer. As the name would suggest, I'm just an average guy. I'm not a theologian, and I have no Bible degrees of any sort. The topics covered in this podcast are the results of my own study and understanding, and any and all opinions expressed are just that, my own opinions. I encourage everyone listening to treat this not as an end-all be-all for your understanding, but as a jumping-in point for your own study. I hope that the verses and perspectives provided inspire you to cultivate further growth in your spiritual walk. Now with all that out of the way, let's get into the episode. What is up everybody? Welcome back to An Average Account of Exceptional Things. My name is Chandler and I am your host. Thanks for joining us today. Now this week's episode is going to get into something that can be a little convicting, but it's something that we brush over a lot, I think, when we're examining ourselves. And today we're talking about, as the title would suggest, none other than pride. Now some parts of this episode may not give you the feel-goods, and I'll be honest, as I researched, there were areas of my own life that came to attention where I can improve. But just stick with me through this one, because I think that this is something that is so important for us as individuals to be aware of. A lot of times we get caught up in what we think are the big sins, or the sins that we're particularly aware of in our lives, but pride is something that we all need to be on guard about. So what is pride? Well, dictionary definition here, pride is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those whom one is closely associated with, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Now, we can't talk about pride without also discussing its counterpart, humility. And before we get into humility, I'm going to go ahead and define the word humble as well, because that pair goes really well together. So to be humble is to be not proud or haughty, not arrogant or assertive then humility is defined as freedom from pride or arrogance, the quality or state of being humble. That's why I wanted to introduce humble before humility. Again, those are all dictionary definitions, straight out of the dictionary, and that's going to be important later when I reference them. So just know, those are undoctored, copy and paste, word-for-word definitions. So the first question that I want to get into in the first avenue of discussion that I want to address. How does pride impact our spiritual walks? Well, as you might be able to guess, in general, pretty negatively. In fact, during the weekly Bible study that I'm a part of, one member and one of my good friends actually went so far as to posit that all sin stems from pride. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that. In the words of Pastor K.J. Pugh, Sin is, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your ways. I think that's a very helpful little acronym, and when you think of it this way, sin does come across as a very inherently prideful thing. Let me repeat that. Sin is, shove off God, I'm in charge, no to your ways. Doesn't that just have an air of pridefulness to it when you hear it? It does to me at least. But don't just take my word for it. Take God's word for it. This first group of verses is going to come out of Proverbs chapter 16. It's going to be verses 1 through 5. 
The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. Now, if you were here for episode two, where we talked about wisdom, you know that I am a huge fan of the book of Proverbs. If you ever want to feel like you're sitting on the back porch and your grandpa just gave you the best advice, just open up Proverbs. And these verses come out of a larger section that extends all the way down to verse 9. And this section of verses is talking about the contrast between the plans of our heart and God's plan for us. And this brings us into our first big takeaway for today. Pride tempts us to put God somewhere besides the driver's seat. Now, if you've spent much time on the road during your life, you've probably seen those bumper stickers that say something to the effect of, Jesus is my co-pilot. And I think that there are probably a lot of really good intentions behind this. But it's like the preacher Greg Watson says, I don't want Jesus in the co-pilot seat. I want him in the pilot's chair. I want God to steer my life 100%. Not giving me advice out of one side of my ear. I want God in the driver's seat. And it's just like verse 2 says here. Of course we think that our ways are good and right. We came up with them. In fact, in past episodes, I have joked and said, Oh yeah, I think that this is a great discussion question, and of course I think that because I wrote it. That's exactly how it is here. A proud person builds themselves up. It's that arrogant perspective that makes us feel like we are different from everyone else. It feels good to think that. It feels good to think to ourselves that we're special, that we're high and mighty, but it's absolute nonsense. And going back to the whole idea of our original point, that God has to be in the driver's seat, your friend doesn't know better than God, and neither do I. Neither does your parent, neither does your president, or your pastor, or anyone. And you aren't any different. Now I promise this might not be a feel-good episode, but this is just the truth. And if it helps any, I will share that as I was writing this one, God really put me in my place pretty hard concerning a particular situation that I've been going through. So if you feel any conviction during this episode, I just want you to know you're not alone. But here's the great thing. Remember the definition of humility from earlier? I told you it was going to come back. Well, to accept that God knows better means that we have to set aside our pride and tear down that tower and that monument to self that we have worked so hard to build in our minds. Now that's a tough thing to do, but at the end, what you get, just like the definition says, is freedom from pride. And that's why I love that definition so much. Because when we embrace humility, we don't have to spend so much time trying to be right. We gain the freedom to see things for how they really are and embrace the work that God is doing in our lives. And when I read that definition for humility, I couldn't believe it because the wording was so perfect. I felt like it had almost just been handed to me. But think about that. 
You have that freedom from pride. When you are being prideful, when you're building yourself up, you don't want to admit when you've done something wrong or when you've fallen short because that would go against your mission of building that monument to yourself and building this self-image that I'm the greatest or I'm so knowledgeable or I'm the best at this thing. You're able to admit when you make mistakes. You're able to see your shortcomings for what they are and recognize that, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how it is. And you're able to really learn and grow from those experiences because you don't have to sweep it under the rug to protect this fictitious identity that you've built up within yourself. So going back to the point that my friend made, this is pretty much the attitude behind all sin. In all things, we have two choices, obedience to God or disobedience to God. It's a binary choice, and it's everywhere. When we sin, whether we realize it or not, inherent in that disobedience is the attitude that we think that we know better than God. God tells us something is wrong, but we say, maybe it isn't that bad. Or God tells us that something is a big deal, but we say, hey, you know, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal. God says that we aren't meant to have something, but we just know that we need it. And there is no shortage of scripture about pride in the book of Proverbs. So for anyone looking for more awesome material like that, I would highly encourage you to hop on over to the book of Proverbs and read as much as you can, because it is all wonderful, amazing scripture there. So this brings us on to the second discussion question. What should we do to combat pride in our lives? Now this one is a pretty straightforward conclusion. If humility is freedom from pride, then we should seek to humble ourselves which is also why it was so helpful to introduce those early in the episode. Now this next chunk of scripture that I'm going to read is going to come out of James chapter 4. I'm going to be reading verses 5 through 10. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. These verses tell us very plainly that we are to humble ourselves. I think that the analogy of sin being like a cliff is pretty applicable here. You wouldn't see how close you could get to the edge of a cliff before you fall over it. Similarly, you shouldn't see how close to sinning you can get before you finally cross that line. Because, inevitably, you're going to get just a little closer, just a little closer, just a little closer, and then all of a sudden, you fall right in, when you never fully intended to. So turn away and go the opposite direction. I see our response to pride as being the same in many ways. As evidenced by these verses, we don't see how much we can build ourselves up before we become prideful. We seek the opposite. 
humble yourself, and avoid being prideful at every opportunity. Whether you feel like it's a small opportunity or a big opportunity, that's the message of this passage. And that's a big part of this as well. Don't let the little stuff slide. In verse 9 it says, let your laughter be turned to mourning. Now if you're anything like me, when you heard this, that's a little confusing. Seems a bit out of left field, so to speak. Here's what that means. The people that James is writing to are living in a worldly manner. And they're just making light of it. That's what is indicated when he says laughter here. They're kind of laughing it off. And we are often guilty of that as well. It is so easy to shrug off what we perceive as small sin. If you ever heard of a white lie, that's a prime example. There is no small sin. There is only sin. Period. No big sin, no small sin. Just sin. Now we're in luck though, because there is a simple formula for humbling ourselves. And if you have a pen and a notepad, this might be a good time to get your note-taking hands ready. Here's the equation. Lower our opinion of self. Lift up God. You know, we want to make things complicated a lot of times, but I promise you that it is exactly that simple. You don't have to be a genius to understand how we humble ourselves, but you do have to be willing. And that open and willing heart can facilitate so much. Now you may be saying, hey, wait a second, this sounds like a recipe for self-degradation, and that's not healthy at all. You know, I'm just putting myself down time and time again, and my self-image is going to be terrible, and I'm going to be down in the dumps and thinking that life is just the pits. And I think in response to that, it's time to make an important distinction here between pride and self-esteem. Now I promise that there is a difference and my main evidence for this is that if there wasn't a difference, we wouldn't have different words. Now, while pride is building ourselves up and then deriving satisfaction through our own achievements, you can go back and look at the definition. That's the general summary. Self-esteem is recognizing what we are worth. Maybe that seems like a very small distinction, but allow me to elaborate on that a little bit. We have a concept, at least in the West, of a self-made man or a self-made woman, which is someone who has pulled themselves up by the bootstraps, so to speak, and everything they've accomplished is supposedly 100% their own work, they've had no help. And I think that that is absolute foolishness. And anyone who honestly believes that they are self-made is being prideful. That is a label created to give someone satisfaction in their achievements. You get to look back and say, yeah, I did that. I brought myself from where I was to where I am. And that's literally the definition of pride. Now, I do think that most people, even if they go overlooked, do have individuals in their lives, worldly people on this earth who have helped them along. But even still, if you had no help from any person, not your parents, not your friends, not your mentors along the way. God is the one who has brought us from where we were to where we are. God's the one who is going to bring us from wherever we are in life currently to where we end up 
in 10 or 20 or 50 years from now. And it's important to recognize that. Every good thing we have is a blessing from the Lord. And to me, that completely obliterates the idea of a completely self-made man or a self-made woman. Now let me tell you this. Jesus died to cover our sins and to save you. Now we're getting into the definition of self-esteem, the explanation here. I'll ask you this question. If someone would die for you, do you think that they recognize you're worth a whole lot? How much do you have to love someone to die for them? Just let that sink in for a moment. God loves you that much. Jesus loves you that much. With that in mind, if self-esteem is knowing our worth, how much do you reckon that we're worth? Well, we're worth enough to die for, and that's a fact. That's not even open for debate or discussion. Moreover, we are part of God's family. He is our Heavenly Father, and that isn't just a clever turn of phrase they decided to throw into the Bible. When you read the Lord's Prayer and you see the words, Our Father in Heaven, that means exactly what it says. There's no tricks there. If you're part of the family of the Almighty God of the universe, I'd say you're worth an awful lot. And in every aspect of life, when you feel dragged down and beaten down and low, remember the incredible magnitude of what you're worth. Those are just two examples that prove how much each and every person is worth, how much I'm worth, how much you are worth. Now notice something about those last two points. We're worth so much, and we should recognize that. But both of those things are focused on God and not on ourselves. If you don't take away anything else from today's episode, I want you to hear this. God has declared our incredible value, and it's not because of what we have done, but because of who we are and his love for us. Our value and our worth is not dependent on anything that we have done. We haven't earned it, but God has declared it simply because of who we are. And when we try to claim responsibility for our worth, that's when pride gets involved. And remember, when you encounter a blessing in life, it's not because you earned it. It's not because God owes you something. But it's because God is a good, loving, and gracious God. So hopefully that clears up that distinction between pride and self-esteem, and how you can be humble while also recognizing the incredible value of each and every one of us. Now, as we move on into our closing thoughts for today's episode, I want to leave you with something. Here's a great way to guard against pride in our lives. When we reach an opportunity to build ourselves up, just turn that to God. Redirect that to the Lord. You made an A on a test? Thank the Lord for blessing you with the intelligence and the resources to be able to learn that information for that test or for the teachers that helped you grow in that understanding and who have poured time and energy into furthering your education. Maybe you got a promotion at work. 
acknowledge that God has opened the doors that made that possible for you to reach that point and thank him for blessing you with a job so that you're able to provide for yourself and for your loved ones. Those are two straightforward and I would say fairly common examples of how you can take a good thing and take a blessing and then take that praise and that recognition and turn it back to God instead of using that as an opportunity to say, look at how great I am. You can use it as an opportunity to say, look at how good God is. Now, I think that we should be acknowledging God in these things inwardly, and that's very important to guarding against pride, but then we should also acknowledge him outwardly through our words and our actions. So, like I promised, or threatened, however you want to look at it, I'm not sure that this was the most feel-good episode that we've put out here at An Average Account of Exceptional Things, but I do think that there is so much power in recognizing pride and sources of pride in our lives and being aware of the effects that that can have and the importance of making sure that we are humbling ourselves and being mindful of who is responsible for those good things and those achievements in our lives. So even though it may not have been the most fun topic that we have addressed here, I think that is too important and too pivotal to walking the Christian walk to neglect. This officially concludes episode 11, Pride. Like I said at the beginning, I encourage everyone listening to use the topics covered in this episode as a gateway into your own study of God's Word. Hopefully one of the verses mentioned or perspectives offered has inspired you to dig deeper and further your understanding of who God is, and then take that understanding and apply it to your daily walk. With all that said, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of An Average Count of Exceptional Things. And until next time, encourage one another, love your enemies, and count your blessings.